Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. This is going to be a really big show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to Home Energy Design. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'd like to personally welcome you all to the show. If you're hearing bells in the background, it's probably Winnie. Nope, Harley, too. So, hey, this is going to be a great show. Today, we are going to talk about nine, nine, because it's auspicious, feng shui tips to find love. And this is a great topic, whether you are in a relationship or looking for love. But before we dive into that, be sure to subscribe to the show. If you love the show, subscribe. If you hate the show, subscribe. And then send us your email because Winnie Pooh and Harley too want to send you some catty videos. (laughs) All right. So seriously, though. We love our feng shui crowd and we think y'all are totally rad. So reach out to us and say, hey, even if you're not on board with our kick-ass movement of like, you know, changing the world, we'd still love to hear from you. And with that said, if you don't like cats, well, we're completely partial to the tuxedos. So if you're mean or don't like cats or just plain ridiculous, we will flood your inbox with cat videos that will make you pee your pants. Trust me, we'll get you to come around because no one can turn down the rugged and amazing good looks of Harley or the charm and charisma of Winnie Pooh. So give us a shout. All right. Today's show is not only one of my favorites, but it's also one of the hottest topics keeping feng shui alive. No, seriously. If people weren't hungry for more love and more money, I'd be out of a J-O-B. But let me just put this out there. Just once, just once, I'd love for someone to hire me because they want more education and wisdom. Nope. It's always love and money. (laughs) You ask, I deliver. What I love about this topic is that It's one that's close to my heart. And speaking of heart, I'm going to share with you a very special definition of love that Professor Lin shared with his students that I think needs to be mentioned, but we'll get to that in a minute. So back to me. It's all about me, right? (laughs) Okay, so since we're talking about love, I wanted to share a story with you about the time that I left my husband and, you know, We've all been there. We've all had those, you know, day, dark days when we're, you know, uh, things aren't so shiny and new. When I left my husband back in 2011, I actually was pretty damn excited. But I was also very, very done with love. 
from here on out, I was going to be, you know, that old lady with cats, that crazy old lady on the hill that practices witchcraft, has, you know, really long hair and wears caftans and has two cats that she incessantly talks about. Hey, wait a minute. This is pretty close to my current life. <laughs> okay, so back to the program here. So when I left my husband, like I said, completely done with love. But here's the thing. I had always lived under somebody else's roof. So I had gone from living with my parents to then living with my husband. And so when I left my husband for the very first time in my life, I was living on my own. It was freaking amazing. I had never had my own place. I'd never had my own responsibilities and never had I had the ability to do whatever the hell I wanted to. It was glorious. And the thing that I think a lot of people forget to focus on is that, you know, look at the good. Always see the brighter side. And so for me, I was so happy because I finally felt freedom. What I didn't realize was that as I was placing many of the feng shui adjustments within my new home, therein lied a seed. It was a small one about what I most desired in a partner. If, and that is a very, very big if, if I were going to get back into a relationship, partnership, I decided it was going to be one where I was desired, I was seen as an equal, respected, but mostly I wanted to be truly loved. I wanted a true champion and a, and a true partner. So considering that I had zero interest in love, and I'm not really sure why I was thinking those things about, you know, this ideal partner, but here's the important thing about feng shui. It not only eliminates this stuck, dirty, stagnant chi, but it enhances your deepest desires. So for example, if you hire me because you think that you want more money, but really deep down in the depths of your soul, what you really desire is freedom and your conscious mind is telling the, you that you think that money is what's going to get you there, the desire of freedom is what will appear, not the money. Make sense? Okay, back to me again. So for months, I puttered around, I worked, I went to yoga, I went on some amazing vacations, and my life was pretty freaking awesome. And I had decided after all this amazing, delicious freedom, never again was I going to get into a relationship. Nope, nada. My freedom was priceless. I was so damn happy. Oh my God, I was so happy. Meanwhile, all of my girlfriends who had also gone through divorces, oh my God, y'all, they were so freaking miserable. They were telling me how terrible the world of dating was and how miserable they were and how they were going to be lonely forever. Um, do you see a trend here? 
If you've listened to any of my shows or followed me for any amount of time, what do I call this? Ding, ding, ding. If you guessed below the cross emotions, uh, you guessed right. Listen up. When you live in that soup, nothing, and I mean nothing, is going to show up in your life. You know why? Well, you aren't holding that mustard seed. You know that mustard seed that I always talk about? That mystical thing? That's what the forces need. That's what the universe needs to work in your favor. So keep your head up, buttercup, because if you live in that misery soup, guess what you're going to keep on getting? I remember my girlfriend, Serena. She was telling me that she had, you know, been single for five years and she'd been on literally every single dating site. In fact, I think she still was. I remember we were at my mom's house. She has this great house in Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri and Serena and I are, you know, sharing a cocktail and we're floating out in the middle of the lake and she's miserable. She's so lonely. She desperately is looking for love and you know, she also had left her husband because she, you know, had a, a bad marriage. It wasn't a supportive marriage, but she was really ready to find love. She was ready to move on and she was ready to settle down with somebody new. And she was desperate. I mean, to the point to where she was, I think, willing to settle again because she wanted it so badly. And she was losing hope. Honestly, I think there was more to the story, but I'll be serious with you. I checked out like on the third sentence and like with all this misery, because here's the thing. Stop focusing on what you don't have and stop focusing on what you don't want. And instead, focus on the desires of what you do want. Holy freaking bananas. There is so much so much to be grateful for, right? Think about all the goods that you have in your life. You know, you got a roof over your head. You have amazing food at your disposal. You have water at your disposal. Most of you can probably afford underwear and socks and like basic necessities. There are people out there that can't. And literally, as I'm recording this podcast, it's snowing outside here in Nashville. We have like this major freeze warning. And I can't tell you how grateful I am that I have heat. I mean, <laughs> we're talking basic needs right now. But seriously, I have my heater cranked up to 75. David's out of town right now. I got that puppy cranked up to 75. I want to be able to cruise around my house with no socks and have a t-shirt on. That, my friends, is living the good life because I have that ability to do that. And I'm thankful for that. All right. So back to my story. So after so many stories of misery, I just assumed that, I don't know, I was going to be single until I was 50 or dead. <laughs> One of them was going to happen. And honestly, I think at that time, I was probably pretty okay with that idea. And lo and behold, I kid you not, David dropped into my lap five months later, five months after I had that conversation with Serena out in the middle of Lake of the Ozarks. No dating sites, no trying, no effort, no concern. Plop, just fell into my lap. 
It was literally that easy. But here's the thing. I wasn't focusing on what I didn't want. I do remember when I had moved into my new home, I do remember placing feng shui adjustments and one specifically in the back left corner of my home, I had painted my fireplace purple. And it was a very intentional thing because I wanted to make sure that I was attracting wealth and I was also uh, adjusting for one of those top five disruptors, I had a missing piece. And so what you have to realize is that when you're doing things like that, you're attracting and boosting your deepest desires. So without me realizing it, that's exactly what I was doing. I was attracting what I really deeply desired, even though I was telling myself, my conscious mind was telling me otherwise. So what's my point? My point is focus on what you really want and focus on all the goods in your life. Trust me. Trust me. You take so much for granted. I have a girlfriend that has severe rheumatoid arthritis. Just picking up a cup of water is a huge labor for her in her day. But I can't tell you how amazing she is because she's so incredibly grateful that she has amazing kids, an amazing husband. She lives in a beautiful neighborhood. She doesn't focus on the arthritis or the pain that she's in. She focuses on all the goods. And the more you can stay in those above the cross emotions, the easier it's going to be to receive loving chi. Professor Lin was asked if there was a connection between chi and love. And his answer is eye-opening. And that's why I wanted to share this with you before I dive into the nine tips to help you find love and keep love and all that good stuff. So what he shared with the students is that if you look at the Chinese character for love, within it, you'll see the Chinese character for heart. Love means to use your heart. So case in point, if you do everything with heart, you'll always have love. You must give with your heart and give wholeheartedly. Sounds amazing, right? It is. Do everything with heart and you always have love. So since this is the month of love, I want to share with you nine feng shui tips to help you attract and keep love in your life. And I have intentionally chosen the number nine because nine is a very auspicious number in feng shui. Are you ready? Let's do this. Okay. For clarity on the type of partner you want or clarity on your existing relationship, the first three tips are for just that, for clarity. So tip number one, hang a bell from red string on your front door. Number two, Hang a bell from the bedroom door if your partner lacks clarity. Number three, clean all mirrors and windows within the home because this brings clarity of vision. Number four, if you find yourself getting unnoticed, wear red. Again, it's one of the most auspicious colors in feng shui. Tip number five, adjust any bed that is not attached to the wall 
or attached to the, like the headboard is not attached to the bed frame. You want it to be attached because this provides support and secure attachment. And it also represents support from friends and family. But the most important thing is secure attachment. Number six, add plants with flowers in the back right of your home. It's so important that the plant that you place has flowers or blooms because the flowers are what help the relationship bloom. Number seven, if you are going to a wedding, have the bride touch nine items. It doesn't matter what they are, just have her touch nine items. Because here's the thing, this is a day that is considered highly auspicious. And this is a way to capture some of that delicious, amazing, happy energy, right? Think about the joy that surrounds a wedding and how freaking happy everybody is. That's amazing energy. So if you're looking for love or you want a taste of the good life of all that amazing energy, have her touch those items. Number eight, place a round mirror in your bedroom. Round is a really great shape because it promotes understanding and compassion. And it eliminates, you know, if you think of like a square or a rectangle shaped mirror that has rough edges to it. So having a round mirror promotes smooth chi and smooths things out or any kind of issues that you may be experiencing in your partnership. And finally, number nine, never have a mattress directly on the floor. In order for the chi to circulate freely, it has to be energetically clear. So make sure that your mattress is up on a frame. I see this a lot where I'll go over to a client's home and they're looking for love or they can't find love or, you know, they're desperate to connect with somebody and they've got their mattress on the floor, especially for young, uh, younger people in their 20s. So, you know, a bed frame is like, what, 20 bucks? I, I seriously, I think you go to any mattress store and even Costco has them. I think they're about 20 bucks. So get that sucker up off the floor. Um, and finally, you know, I'll leave you with this because if you are looking for love in all the wrong places, you're going to attract all the wrong faces. I can't remember who said that to me, but it's a brilliant quote. So trust me, the thing that is so important when you are looking for love, cultivate self. Take time for yourself. If you are like Serena was and just striving and striving and striving, you're focusing on the external while ignoring the internal. So you need to take time to cultivate yourself to really get an understanding of what it is that you want and the type of partner you wish and desire to be with. You got to get your shit right. Because if you're a mess, guess what you're going to get? When I met David, I was so damn happy with myself. I loved my life. I loved those around me. I loved things that were going on in my life. And I just, I mean, my chi was so elevated and I was so swimming in the soup of above the cross emotions of joy and love and gratitude. And like, I was just completely elevated. And so that is what I attracted into my life. And if you're in a partnership that is struggling, first, elevate your own chi and then place, you know, these types of adjustments and encouragement on your partnership. But work on yourself first because you have to look at it from a standpoint of 
if you are scattered or striving or not getting what you want, first have an understanding of your why. You have to get a better understanding of what's going on so that you know what to desire and what to ask for. And here's a great excerpt from the Toltec I Ching that I think is really powerful. Confusion arises when your vision is blurred by false reasoning and false emotions. But seeing through confusion requires we both examine our assumptions and conclusions with the clear eye of objective reason and recognize those emotions we have outgrown with the clear eye of a present heart. So some pretty big words, but think about those words and what they mean to you. You have to have clarity in order to understand what you're, you know, really asking for. So be grateful for everything that you have and really approach life with great love and great heart. And just a reminder, if it feels like, you know, all is lost, go back and listen to, I think I uh, talked about it in the podcast uh, called Honey Haven, but go back and listen to that podcast where I go into depth about the hive diamond and, and what that means. The hive diamond is this a great tool that I created to help people understand their why around home. You know, it, it can sometimes be hard to understand. You may think on the surface, oh, well, I want to feng shui my house because of, you know, these external things. The hive diamond gets to your core and really extracts the most important things to you. And it helps you understand the balance of yin and yang in your home. So if you are unclear of the type of partner that you want, or maybe you're unclear about the things that make you happy, utilize the hive diamond on yourself. It's a great tool to get clear on what makes you really tick because it will help you figure out what your North Star is. And it also helps you have a better understanding of the other areas in your life that create balance, the humor, you know, the things that make you weak in the knees, the things that keep your ship steady. These are the things that you want to have not only in your home, but also in your personal chi and your life. Make sense? All right, everyone. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Gates. And I want to thank you for listening. If you like the show, hit that subscribe button. You know, we want to get those uh, numbers up in iTunes so that it's easier for people to find us. And if you have, you know, we, we're getting tons of comments in, so we encourage you to continue to send those in. But if you do have questions or show ideas or even comments, you can send us those at the email letschat@thegatescompany.com. If you want to find out more information, I've got over nine years worth of articles on my blog and we're also putting up videos on YouTube. Um, you can find out all of that information on gatesinteriordesign.com. All right, everyone. Until next time, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.